Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is SECQB on the Believe Podcast Network. Thank you. Thanks for coming out today. This is tremendous. Do you know how easy this is for me? Welcome back, everybody, to SECQB on the Believe Podcast Network. Thank you, as always, for being with us. A little bit of a, a crazy start to the week with, with Will Muschamp, which we'll hit on a short week with just three games from last week, and then we'll preview the week upcoming. But before we get started with all that, the NFL season is in full swing. You might not be at the game this year, but you could still be in on the action with Bet Online. And for the first time all season, Josh and I, with our picks, are both above 500. So, you know, again, you may, I don't know if you guys are actually taking our advice on these picks, but we are above 500. So proud of that. But from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more and more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well, which never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Josh, man, how's it going? How's your week so far? Oh, man, it's been good. Just doing a lot of work here in South Florida and can't wait for next week. We get Thanksgiving, of course, the Iron Bowl next week, which will be a lot of fun, always is. And I get to go back to Texas and, and see the family, so it'll be fun. But Tons of games this week. I know we got one one game that's not being played. You know, every week it's been crazy with the COVID stuff. But, you know, teams on both sides of the conference canceling games weekly. But uh, this week only only one game not being played, and that's uh, Ole Miss at Texas A&M, who you follow probably more than anywhere uh, anyone being uh, that you're in uh, South Texas. I do. And, you know, I, I saw earlier they have moved that their primetime crew with Gary Danielson. I mean, the primetime slot, they moved them to a Mountain West game doing Nevada. And I, I forget who they're even playing right now, but that's, <laughs> that's wow. going to be pretty interesting to see that crew covering a, a Mountain West game. Uh, but the big news, obviously, this week to this point, Will Muschamp, South Carolina parts ways with him two and five to this point on the year. And it's in his fifth season. They were 28 and 30 overall. And, and I get it. I mean, I, I really do think Muschamp is one of the best defensive minds out there and is a, is, was a phenomenal coach when he was at Texas and multiple coordinator roles. He did a great job. But if you're below 500 in the SEC, more often than not, you don't make it through year five. I mean, I think that that would be kind of a, a rule of thumb just in general. What's your reaction to him being let go midseason and during a pandemic year? Kind of like like what you just kind of alluded to is he was a great he's a great defensive coordinator. He spent time at LSU too, and I got to know him there, and he did a wonderful job. Of course, with Nick Saban on that staff, they had great players and won a national championship. But then you know he gets he goes to Florida, doesn't have much success uh, on offense there. Goes to South Carolina, tries to win with defense, but the last three weeks have really killed him. Uh, yeah, I think they averaged giving up fifty three points per game over the last three weeks and over. I don't know, 1,500 yards of total offense given up by his defense. And I think just the fans got tired of seeing the same old, same old week in, week out. And 
and uh, Mike Bobo is going to take over for him as interim head coach, and they're best, they're best of buds, which is kind of a crazy situation for Bobo, I guess, stepping in, and will he be the new uh, head coach long-term? I don't know. I, I bet you they're going a different direction because this year has been so bad, but uh, South Carolina has just given up too many points week in, week out. They run the football well, and they've always been known to play decent defense. They've had guys like Jadavion Clowney on their team, and first round, of course, he was a first round pick, first overall, and and that's what they've hung their hat on. But this year, they've got nothing defensively that they can, uh, you know, that they can really hang their hat on, and it, it showed up. And, and these fans in South Carolina, I have a business in Columbia. I'm there probably once every couple months. Or just they've got a, a literal hate for the way they're playing football there, and they want him out, and that's what happened this week. Yeah, again, if you if you're below 500 at the any, it doesn't have to be the SEC. Look around the country. I mean, Tom Herman, he's above 500 in Texas, and they're calling for his head in in the Big 12. If you're at the biggest schools at the highest level, and you're below 500, and you're you're giving up a ton of points, and they just don't pass the eye test. I mean, when you watch them, it was yeah. like, man, I get there's some. There's, there's some challenges this year that we obviously haven't ever seen before with COVID, but their product on the field, it looks like they were trending in the wrong direction. And what's going to be interesting is what do you do? I mean, who, you, who do you bring in here, right? I mean, Liberty, Liberty's Hugh Freeze is the guy mm-hmm. that it's kind of the, the sexy name right now that everybody's throwing around. I know he just agreed to an extension with Liberty, but I think that would be a really interesting hire. Coastal Carolina's coach, yep. Jamie yep. Chadwell, I think he's garnering a lot of attention right now and, and, would make a ton of sense to me because he's already recruiting the area, but yep. we'll yep. see long-term what direction they go with that. But getting into our, our recap from last week, just three games, obviously four games that had been postponed. We'll lead off with the one that, that jumped out the most, Kyle Trask in Florida, uh, hang 63 on Arkansas, an Arkansas defense that had really been playing well against several opponents throughout the SEC, 63 to 35 Florida over Arkansas. And, this feels like that this Florida team and that Florida offense especially is just building momentum. And ever since that AM loss, they are getting better and better and more improved each week. And there's some there's some people out there that are ranking Florida ahead of AM, even though AM beat them head to head. Yeah, I, I think they're just, you know, like you you mentioned, I, I know I know Mullen, the head coach there and their play caller, because he calls plays, he double duties there, but you know, he's having a heyday with all the receivers and and weapons that he's got. I mean, they Florida always has good running backs. They've got the great tight end this year. He did, wasn't able to play last week, but you'll see him again this week. Pitts, who's who's as good as anybody in the country, but Trask is just so efficient in what they do. He doesn't turn the ball over. His numbers are actually slightly ahead of Mac Jones this year and Burrow last year and two a couple of years ago. I mean, offensively, Florida's doing everything that they can do uh, to, you know, to, 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 to be number one offense in the entire nation, to be honest with you. Kyle Trask is on as hot a streak as he can be, uh, you know, this early in the year, the first half of the year. I mean, he's thrown 28 touchdowns and three picks. He's ahead of where Burrow was last year, and he won the Heisman. So Trask is starting to be talked about in a different regard. Now I'm talking about last week, six touchdowns, four touchdowns in the first half. He's got six uh, – he's got four or five uh, – six games – uh, where he's thrown four touchdowns. I mean, that's unbelievable. Where, where they're playing all SEC games, no non-conference games. So the offense for Florida is exactly what you talked about being just un- incredible at this point in the year. And they got some big games coming up, and and we'll see how they how, if they can last. And probably going to play Alabama down the stretch in the SEC title game, which will be uh, an unbelievable game for those two quarterbacks in that one. 
And that would be such a fun matchup. And yeah, you mentioned their, their remaining schedule at Vanderbilt home versus Kentucky at Tennessee home versus LSU. I think a loss to any one of those would be a massive upset. I mean, they're going to be, they're going to be three score favorites over. I would imagine every one of these teams going down the stretch, except for maybe LSU, depending on what happens through the rest of the year. Uh, But like you mentioned that, we're assuming they run the table as does Alabama and that matchup in the sec championship is going to be a ton of fun to watch. Uh, Speaking of Vanderbilt and Kentucky, this was, we sort of earmarked this as Vandy's best opportunity to get a win. It looked like remaining on their schedule. They ultimately come up a field goal short. They lose 38, 35 to Kentucky. What, what jumped out to you in this one? Well, you know, I thought there was going to be a lot more defense. Um, 38, 35, Kentucky doesn't give up a lot of points. I think they're second in total defense or points per game allowed uh, in the conference. And and Vandy was able to move the ball on them. Five long TD drives on uh, that kind of helped their offense get going. Ken Seals, their quarterback, 21 to 32, 225, two touchdowns. A nice day, I guess, for a quarterback, uh, you know, at Vandy. Uh, you don't normally see them putting up big numbers. And then, you know, Kentucky, Terry Wilson was back and he was efficient, 13 to 15, 110 yards and ran for 83. They have a great running back in Christopher Rodriguez, too, that averaged over 11 yards a carry and two touchdowns. So Kentucky and Vandy, uh, you know, Kentucky's a better team, definitely a better defensive team. They gave up a little bit probably more than they wanted to against Vandy, and it got real serious there. Kentucky's got three wins. Vandy's got no wins. So Kentucky should have should have played a little bit better on defense is what I think. I was surprised. You know, that was – we both got that one right. That was – you know, Kentucky was 17-point favorites, and – we came into it saying that's just too much. There's no, I just can't see uh, mm-hmm. Kentucky running away with a game like this. I didn't think there'd be that many points scored either. But last one from last week in the, the nail in the coffin for Will Muschamp, Ole Miss 59, South Carolina 42. Ole Miss, I mean, we say it every week. I think they can score on anybody and mm-hmm. they'll give up points to anybody. But this is just another example of Matt Corral playing at a really high level. And I think give them a little bit of time to get some defensive guys in, get some sort of pass rush right now. They have mm-hmm. no pass rush. I mean, I swear to you, you and I could line up back there and, and be as effective. And I don't mean to be mean, but my God, they don't get after the quarterback at all. There's no push. Give Lane Kiffin a couple of years to get some dudes in there and, and get into their scheme. And I think this old Miss team is going to be a ton of fun to watch and will be in the mix in a couple of years in the sec West. I think because of what they're doing offensively, you're right. I think from a recruiting perspective, they're going to be able. It's fun. It's fun to go to their games, right? So it's there's they're bringing an energy. Kiffin has an energy. They're number one in the SEC in yards per game on offense. I mean, they are doing a ton of good things on the football field. They just need to recruit some big time defensive guys to come in there and light it up on defense, and then they're going to have a really good football team. They're going to be competitive in the next few years. I mean, Matt Corral, the game he had last week. 28 to 32. The ball didn't really hit the ground. 513 yards and four touchdowns. He uh, four touchdowns. He leads the conference in yards passing uh, now. So he's ahead of Mac Jones. He's ahead of Kyle Trask, which is uh, remarkable for a first-year offense with Kiffin, you know, at the helm uh, to be operating at this level. And then Elijah Moore, the receiver, leads the conference in re- uh, receiving yards over a thousand already. So they're big play capabilities. They got multiple weapons. And Kiffin's having a heyday, man. Call him plays. that They do need a defense so bad because they're dead last in the league. Well, as we look ahead, we finally, like you mentioned, we, we have a 
a full slate of games, less one, obviously, with the AM game getting postponed, but five games coming up. And like we mentioned at the open, we are both now in the win column where we are finally <laughs> to start it off at the beginning of the year. I think we both were like, man, we are struggling with these picks. But to this point in the year, I'm, I'm at 19 and 11 and you're at 16 and 14 now. So um, we'll you're jump into this first one. I think the this <laughs> line is this is another one of those. There's going to be so many points scored by on one side of this Florida at Vandy. Vandy's plus 31. What do you, who do you like? I like Florida because of the uh, – I think Florida can score 50 uh, against a Vandy defense. I really do. And I don't think Vandy is going to put up a ton of points versus Florida. Florida's got a good front four. They they do allow some big plays. They do allow some yards. But there's been stretches where Florida's played great defensively. And I don't think Vandy's going to score more than 14 or 17. So if Florida can explode like they've – been playing on offense every week against a Vandy team that's 0-6. It's not as good as some of the teams they've played. I think Florida runs away with this game. Florida scored 35-plus points in eight straight games. And like I said, Mullen's having a, a field day. He's 26-6, and and Todd Spurrier and Urban Meyer for best record through first 32 games as a head coach. So I like what I'm seeing. Florida defense getting better perhaps, uh, you know, giving up, I think, five of the last 24 third-down conversions by the opposition. So they're playing really good and getting off the field on third downs. We, we talk quarterbacks and offense, on, uh, you know, on this podcast, and Florida has a ton of it with Trask and all those weapons. Yeah, this is similar to me. I'm going with Florida as well, and it's the same reason, you know, we went – we both went with Ole Miss a couple weeks ago over Vandy because they're going to – they're going to score some, but they're not going to be able to keep up with this Florida offense. I like Florida as well. Uh, your LSU Tigers on the road at Arkansas. Arkansas, a close line here. Arkansas minus one and a half. Yeah, Um you know, I think uh, – I don't know. I think LSU is going to have a tough time going up there to play. There's been a lot of things happening around the LSU campus, especially with the defensive coordinator and some of the players getting in some some trouble with the media this week. And I think, you know, it, our, our defense isn't playing very well. And I, and I say our, you know, LSU's defense is not playing well. Miles Brennan is out sideline for the year. We heard that news last week. Uh, they didn't play – uh, the game against Bama last week. So they've had a couple of weeks to kind of look into in, into this game, I guess, over the last weekend and, and all week this week. But Felipe Franks, the quarterback at Arkansas, is really playing good. Uh, 16 touchdowns, four picks, uh, didn't turn the ball over last week. Arkansas's defense is number one in, in, uh, in interceptions with 13 in the conference. And, and so LSU's playing – they're going to play two freshman quarterbacks and uh, Finley and Johnson. And it's going to be – I think it's going to be a good day for Arkansas. They're 8-1 and one against the spread last night. I'll go with Arkansas. I'm going to go with Arkansas as well. And I think this is going to be a, a kind of a fist fight, I imagine. I don't think there's going to be a ton of points scored in this one, to be honest. And I think Arkansas close. I mean, I'm talking like by a field goal. This would be a big win for that team. And I, I before the season – could either one of us have imagined that we would take Arkansas in this game? Um, but Arkansas, I'm right there with you. Another huge line, Kentucky's got to go on the road at Alabama. Alabama's favored by 30. Yeah, you know, this game, they haven't played each other in four years in, in Kentucky, thanks God, that they hadn't. I mean, Bama's just been on a super roll, uh, averaging 555 yards a game on offense. Mac Jones, 380 passing tops in the SEC per game. Uh, defense, Bama is getting better and better. They're down to only allowing about 22 points per game. 
which is third in the league. I, I just don't think Kentucky has enough offense to muster uh, enough points to get close to Bama. I like, uh, you know, I, I like Kentucky probably plus 30. I think Bama wins by, you know, 24-27. I just think 30 is a ton. Kentucky can score a couple of times, and they and they play decent defense. So I, I would think Kentucky could cover the spread, but Bama's going to roll them. This is for me. This is this is similar to Florida and Vanderbilt. I worry about Kentucky being able to score at all. So I'm going to go Alabama in this one, and I think there's a potential they run away with this, and it's a, a 45 to seven type of game. But I'll, I'll take Bama, Tennessee on the road at Auburn. This is a big one for Auburn, getting down the stretch here. Auburn's favored by ten. Yeah, I think this is the best matchup of the week. I do like the LSU-Arkansas game because some of the underlying stuff, but Tennessee at Auburn, they got to go. Tennessee's reeling. I mean, they're two and four. They were ranked 17th in the country in the nation in preseason, and uh, they've lost four in a row now. They lost to Georgia, Kentucky, Bama, and Arkansas. They've kind of got real question marks at quarterback, but Garantano is going to start. Uh, I reviewed the depth chart a little earlier today, and I wondered, you know, who was going to play that you know, the quarterback position for Tennessee because they've been struggling so bad. Auburn's average at about eight points uh, more per game on offense, and Knicks has, has been pretty handy. They came off a, their last game they played was on Halloween against LSU, uh, and they won 48 to 11. This is a sandwich spot week for them because of the Iron Bowl next week, but I think that uh, Auburn's going to handle business at home, and they'll, they'll, they'll beat up on Tennessee pretty good because Tennessee has no firepower. I, I'm going to, I'm going to take Auburn. Garantano issues with Tennessee issues at the quarterback position in general. I just want, I worry about their ability to go on the road and score and keep up with, and Auburn the past couple of weeks, it's felt like Bo Nix in that offense has found some consistency and found a little bit of a rhythm. So I'm going to go Auburn here. Uh, let's see. South Carolina, Missouri's going on the road at South Carolina. Missouri's favored by five and a half. And this is interesting. Teams typically actually play pretty well, play inspired after a head coach is let go. But uh, Missouri, minus five and a half. What do you like? I kind of like Missouri. I, I, I've, I've kind of been – I've seen games like this before, like you mentioned, where uh, head coaches get fired. There's kind of a new lease on life, and teams rise up to the occasion and play well the week after. But – I just don't think they do they doing anything defensively worth a darn and, and, you know, giving up 53 points a game in the last three. Players are opted out, injury, position moves, are just giving up way too much on defense. I like this uh, Basilic, the young four-star recruit, redshirt freshman. He'll have some success. I think Missouri will hammer SC a little bit. Uh, they hadn't played in three weeks, so they're probably roaring and ready to go. The last game they played was against Florida on Halloween. So Missouri will be ready to go. I, I like Missouri. I'm going with South Carolina, and I'm not – this is purely because their head coach just got fired. This is like the Texans a few weeks ago when Bill O'Brien got fired and they won, and it feels like, like you mentioned, they have a new lease on life. This is – this has nothing to do with statistics. This is purely based on my gut, so if I lose this one, I can chalk it up to just saying, okay, no, this – that one was uh, <laughs> just on my gut. I, I don't feel great about that one either, though. Uh, last one of the week, and this game is – there's some rumors out there about – whether or not this one will even be played, but Georgia heavy favorites, Mississippi State at Georgia. Georgia's favored by 24. It's going to be hard to go into Georgia and win unless Georgia gets nothing from their quarterbacks, in which they haven't got the past few weeks. Bennett struggled, especially in second halves. And, you know, he's thrown eight touchdowns and six picks. So uh, not a ton of production there. Uh, they, they put in Mathis, and I think he went four of 13. 
last time they played a couple weeks ago against Florida. JT Daniels might get some playing time. They've just been too inconsistent. But Mississippi State, they can't score at all. They they try to rely on the short control passing game and they and then turnovers that plagued them throwing picks. So they got real issues too. Uh, Last year, Georgia beat Mississippi State 27-0. I think it's going to be a lot like that. It might be 35-7. I think Georgia covers. I'm right there with you because Mississippi State, I just don't – this is another one of those offenses that I don't trust their ability to score at all. I mean, they've had stretches of time where they literally do not score at all. They turn the ball over too much. I think Georgia, especially after that, their loss to Florida is going to be playing pissed off through the rest of this year. I like Georgia as well in this one, but we'll see if we could keep the the heater going on our picks. But uh, again, guys, thank you as always for tuning in. We appreciate it. If you if you like the show, subscribe, rate, review, give us a follow on Twitter and interact. Let us know what segments you like, what you what you guys want to see more of. Follow Josh at Ask Josh Booty Ten, and I'm at T McCarg Sixteen. And uh, if you don't like the show, then just pretend like this never happened and don't leave any sort of uh, remarks out there at all. But again, guys, we appreciate it as always. And uh, we will see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.